Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Doc Williams, and this is Off the Deep End Podcast. Uh, it's going to be sports tonight, so don't expect anything too intellectual outside of uh, college football rankings for tonight. We're going to keep the pros for a different day. It's is too soon to talk about the pros. But, you know, in college football, it's it's all anybody wants to talk about in the month of August. A lot of times in the in the past, you know, people have gotten their preseason rankings way out of whack. I mean, if you look at some of the guys who make it to the end, they're, I mean, and you look in the beginning, seven, eight, nine of those guys are top 25 teams. They weren't even on anyone's radar before that started. So the stuff I'm reading, it's just the official preseason polls, and but I'll give you my feeling on what's going on and what their record's going to have them looking like. All right? One thing I do want to point out, out of the top 10, there is no one from the Pac-12, which says a lot. You know, they're they're all powder puff out there. You know, nobody wants to touch anybody. You got everybody's, you know, actors and actresses, kid who lives out there. So they're just playing seven on seven in the offseason. They're not letting anyone touch them. It's all powder puff and... That's how it turns out in your rankings this year. All right, Dabo Sweeney's got Clemson sitting at first spot. They got 59 other votes, and Alabama's going to be in second with six votes. That tells you how strong people feel they are. Uh, the thing I look at, man, they got an early week two a game, a game against Texas A&M, and that's not a knock on them. It's just I think it might just be a little too early because sometimes Clemson gets rolling a little bit midway through the season towards the end. We'll see how that goes for them. Uh, and stuff I'm talking on, I mean, it's not that I don't hate anybody's team, man. I'm a Michigan – well, okay, I do. I hate the fucking bye guys. We'll just, they're the fuck guys. We'll just call them that. But I give everybody respect. Uh, in the spot – in number two, Saban. Alabama, they're just they're – just, they're playing it too safe in their scheduling, and I think it's going to hurt them long term. Because you got some of these guys are going to have like similar records, man, but they're definitely going to be going through tougher competition for it to happen. So I think that if they take one loss in those first eight or nine games, is they're going to have a hard time proving why they deserve to be back in it, you know, for the next three or four games. And then Kirby Smart sitting at number three with Georgia, and you know the SEC is like the Big Ten. I mean, it's. It's executions going on. If you look at everybody's schedule, everybody's got some tough away games. Everybody's got some mediocre teams coming to them that can surprise you. But, you know, Georgia, they, they just got to be consistent because, you know, looking at their schedule, if they get some W's out of some of these games here, those guys, they're going to be controlling the SEC schedule-wise, power-wise. But Alabama has more of a cakewalk because it's just it's just the records. So I don't know if they're going to be prepared to pay, to, <clears throat> excuse me, to play some of the tougher competition teams going forward. If they're not getting any sort of, you know, warm up against somebody who's winning their their conference, um, Oklahoma you know, University OU's at uh, four. That Lincoln Riley is their head coach, man. He's a young guy. I think he's like four or five years younger than me. So, um, he's he's got people 
running through walls for him out there. I mean, he, he makes those kids want to do a whole. I mean, if you look at team, you know, guys like you know the Kyler Murray and guys like that, I man, that, that have gone pro, you know, they don't fit the pro system, but he doesn't coach in the pros, you know, so he's got this college, you know, game licked, and I mean, the people that are around him are just stepping the game up, and we'll see what they can do. And then the fifth, we'll just say that team I don't quite fucking like. Nah, it's, it's Ohio State at five, man. Um, you know, they got this new head coach in Ryan Day, and I don't, I don't really have much to say about him. You know, we'll see what they do. Uh, but they're the first team out of the Big Ten on this list. So hopefully they move on up. That when we knock their heads off, by we, I mean Michigan, when we knock their heads off later on, that helps us bump on up even further. So please be undefeated. Uh, and then at six, you have LSU. <laughs> LSU, the second half of this schedule is going to determine everything because I think early on they're probably going to be like a six and one, or you know, or uh, like five and two type team. But the second half, I mean, it's just haymaker after haymaker, punches thrown at them. I don't know if they'll still be standing after week ten or eleven. And then my boys, Michigan, where it's at seven, you know, Jim Harbaugh, another guy, man. I mean, like they say, you know, if it was a popularity contest, we'd always be in it. But he's got he has to beat these teams that are hanging around. Like we we let him off the hook late in these games, and that's how it goes down in college football, man. I mean, anybody shows up. It's not like the pros. No pros say you know any given Sunday. That's bullshit. You have an idea who's gonna fucking mop who up in these games. But college football, man. If you like the, the kids, just like if they think they can beat somebody, they played that much harder. Whereas in the pros, they're just all about a paycheck. And then the Gators, man, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna want this season. They, they're all right. They're eighth. All right, so we'll we'll start there. Florida Gators are eighth on this list, and but they have a three game stretch midway through at LSU, at South Carolina. Georgia dogs in the neutral territory. I mean, I don't care how good you are. I don't care who you are. That's a tough three-game stretch. So, I mean, I think the Florida Gators are going to struggle to win eight games here. And uh, Notre Dame's at nine. And they probably five and one after their first six games. I don't have a whole lot to say about them. I mean... <sighs> They always find a way to not win late on. So, but I think early on, Notre Dame's going to earn that respect and have good rankings going forward. Um, but you know, I think the ranking system. You know, when they start voting on all this stuff later on, they'll find a way to push those guys back. I mean, it's not they don't bring it against like these top one and two teams at the end of the seasons. Um, and then at ten, you got the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, clean ears. I know it sounded like I I accidentally said Texas Longhorns. They they coming with it. So they they the problem with them is they just can't beat mediocre teams consistently. 
I mean, if you look, they lose to a West Virginia and then they'll beat a Baylor. I mean, it's just, it's, it's no telling who they're going to win against and who they're going to lose against. I mean, the quarterback's putting up, you know, 250 to 300 yards a game. And the, rush, the rushing, you know, the rushing game is like 50 yards, 60 yards. So like, they need more of a ground attack. It's not the passing game. They've done 250 to 300 and they've taken L's when the quarterback's put up 350 yards passing. They, they can't win like that. And when you're in the Big 12, Big 12 is kind of that Pac-12 mentality. They're just going to try to score 50 points and they'll hold you to 49. That's all it is with those guys. You know, everybody's out here trying to take these tune-up games and warm-up games to get ready for later on. But I just feel like with all this voting going on early on in the season, you got to start playing competition early on. Uh, I mean, somebody who's really putting up that type of an effort out of the gate is 13 and 16. You got Oregon against Auburn. And they're coming out swinging on week one. That's how you make a name for yourself. I mean, if you're coming out playing, you know, Little Christian, Abilene, or whatever, whatever. I mean, it's you're not going to get the respect when you drop 70 points. No one cares after that first touchdown against a team like that. No one's paying attention. It's just a scrimmage. And it's it's gonna start to hurt guys, so they're starting to go more teams are starting to go with a little stronger of a schedule, and it's noticed. Uh, so that's it for the top ten. There's a twenty five out there. I'm not gonna get all into all of it, and just want to speak on two coaches right now in the hot seat. You've got Ed Orgeron at LSU, and I kind of feel bad for this guy because I mean the job kind of just fell into his lap. He didn't really want it, but he's not a bad coach. I mean, people love him. The kids like playing for him. It's just, you know, he's 15 and 6, and they want more. And it's kind of the same way for the next coach I'm talking about, and that's my guy, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. He's 38 and 14, but it's the 14. It's the teams that are in that 14. You know, it's – I don't care if he's – it. <laughs> If he's 42 and whatever, I mean, if, if those few games that you're losing to are the top games to get you into the finals every year, people are going to want to see you gone. I like Jim. I think that the kids respond to him. And, I mean, they'll go through a wall for him. But you got to win. And that's, you know, we'll see if it happens this year. Uh, anyway, I'll call it quits right here. It's too early into the football to keep going too much farther because it's going to shake itself up. It's college football. It always does. I'll talk to you all next time.